this episode of Modern Practice, we continue our discussion about high reliability organizations or HROs and Vizian's approach to help organizations move towards high reliability. I'm your host, Dr. Tomas Villanueva, Senior Principal for Operations and Quality at Vizian and Practicing Internist. Joining me are Dr. Alan Frankel, Executive Principal for Safe and Reliable Healthcare at Vizian, and Kateri Chapman, Senior Principal for Safe and Reliable Healthcare at Vizian as well. Alan, Kateri, welcome back. Thomas, it's an absolute pleasure to be talking with you again. Thanks. It's a delight to be back with you. So let's talk about burnout and resilience. Alan? When Maslach described the journey towards burnout, what she talked about was people initially get frustrated. So something's not quite right. I'm frustrated. Then I try and fix it. And when it doesn't get fixed, I become emotionally exhausted. And then I'm frustrated and exhausted and it still doesn't get fixed. So I become cynical. All right. And then after I become cynical, I get so disenchanted that I begin to depersonalize and I stop seeing the people I work with or patients as real people. Frustration, emotional exhaustion, we get it. The system's really complicated and you want to constantly be looking for those and then addressing them. By the time you get to issues of cynicism and depersonalization, you've got systems that really are beginning to break down. So the whole goal with this term burnout is to turn it around. When people get frustrated, can you act on those frustrations so they don't get exhausted trying to fix the problem? The other side of the coin from burnout is this concept of resilience that I know people are not pleased with the term because it's somehow that denotes something you have to do internally, not that you have to fix the system. But what works out with resilience and well-being to be so important is the sense of, I feel like I accomplished something of worth and value at the end of the day. So what are organizations' responsibilities? Decrease frustration by responding to issues as they arise and people voice them, and create an environment where at the end of the day, people go home saying, I did something of value and worth, and I can't imagine being able to do it better anywhere else than right here. And if you get those two things right, you deal with the issue of burnout. When you and I go to many organizations around the country and we have conversations with executive leadership, they always bring up culture. I can't say I disagree with them. So can you talk about the role of culture and high reliability and why that's so important? They're inextricably linked. In healthcare, you cannot achieve high reliability unless you have a healthy cultural foundation on which to build the learning systems that drive your continuous improvement. The bottom line. Let me state that a different way. When someone walks into a healthcare system of any sort, doctor, nurse, pharmacist, whatever, today if you walked up to them and said, what do you do and where do you work? Now I'm an anesthesiologist. So I might say, well, I'm an anesthesiologist and I work in the operating room. What they should say when they walk through the front door is, I work in a learning system, a learning area, and I'm an anesthesiologist, and that learning area's output is safe anesthesia and surgery. But first and foremost, I work in a learning area. So if everyone thought like that when they walked into an organization, that would be a culturally determined way of thinking 
about their jobs and their relationship to their work, that they come in each day to learn, and in the process of learning, they continually make the activity of their department safer and more reliable on a day-to-day basis. That's culture. As an anesthesiologist coming in and saying, I work in a learning area whose output is anesthesia and surgery is different than coming in and saying, I'm an anesthesiologist and I'm going to gas and wake people up at the end of the day. That's culture. Terry, I don't know if you wanted to add to that. I don't think to add, but I would just say culture is a central factor, period. I actually wouldn't qualify it to just success and high reliability. Culture, we know, is an underpinning for success of many things, operational and strategic. And as Alan described, it's inextricably linked to performance in all realms. So when you assess an organization, what exactly are you looking for towards improvement and not only being a high reliable organization, but also in culture improvement? When we come in to assess an organization, we're doing a combination of Measurement of the attitudes and perceptions of people. That's what a survey does, measures attitudes and perceptions. And it's a conversation with individuals and looking in some cases at their organizational design that help to explain the structure and the relationship between the structures. Senior leaders to quality, safety, risk, performance, improvement, transformational offices, down to the managers of the units. How do those people feel about the roles they're in? How effective is the communication between them? We can do an assessment of their attitudes and perceptions of the entire panoply of culture, leadership, teamwork, safety, work-life balance, possibilities for advancement, growth. We get a picture of all of those. And then with a framework for high reliability that we have created, developed, massaged, improved over 20 years, we can say, here's your current state, here's where you'd like to be, here are the areas where you have opportunity to improve. So we can paint that picture. And then we can say, now here are the actions that you need to take in order for those improvements to occur. And we can suggest here's the order in which you should take them. We have, after 25, 35 years of thinking about this, with folks with wealth experience like Kateri and others across the industry who we brought together, we have the ability to evaluate current state, identify current to ideal state defects, and shape the changes to ameliorate those in a reasonable period of time. We're not talking a decade for change. We're talking months to years. Months to years. Yep. I would just add... We have an appreciation and respect for the fact that no two organizations are the same. And while the tenets of high reliability are consistent, our approach with provider organizations is certainly customized and scalable to really, as Alan described, meet them where they're at. So our busy and safe and reliable colleagues are experts. They have this requisite knowledge and experience in assessing and transforming organizations. They start with developing intimate understanding of the organization. We want to understand its strengths and opportunities, its challenges and aspirations through comprehensive assessment, as Alan described, based on the framework for high reliability healthcare domains. And then that assessment is also leveraging data and inputs from multiple sources, including safety and engagement surveys, Alan described those, clinical and operational performance metrics, how they are really performing 
interviewing, we want to understand from leadership and from those on the front line, what's really happening within the organization. And this deep exploration and understanding of current state then enables us to co-develop with the organization, a customized roadmap, again, those actions that Alan noted to achieve their transformation priorities. How does a just culture and psychological safety play a role in this? There are two cornerstones or organizational attributes that really help to create a healthy culture. So just culture is a term probably forever embedded in our patient safety lexicon, but I think we need to be really thoughtful and clear that we're not promoting multiple cultures. We're not promoting a just culture, a safety culture, a learning culture, a culture of accountability, but rather these are necessary elements or attributes of a strong, healthy culture. They all work together. Just culture is an organization-wide mindset. It's reinforced by processes and policies that ensure mistakes or errors don't automatically result in the focus on the individual or individuals involved and then punishment, but rather that they initiate a robust process for understanding, for getting at root cause factors. And the reason this is so critical to high reliability is that we need people to provide essential safety-related information along the spectrum. So we want to understand risks in the environments. We want to understand and ask that they report mistakes and errors and near misses because this is the only way we will truly understand the vulnerabilities within our systems and be able to design safer ones. And if our response to reporting mistakes and errors is punitive, we essentially close off that conduit for learning and improving. Great job, both of you. It is truly an honor to work with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Feelings mutual, Thomas. Absolute pleasure. And to our listeners, you can contact Alan or Kateri at their email address in the resource section of our podcast page. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to Modern Practice or simply want to send us your comments, please contact me at our email, modernpracticepodcast at com. We also posted a link in our resource section. And please join us for other Modern Practice Podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. And now, I'm Dr. Tomas Villanueva. Thank you so much for listening. 